Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smoko Internet Radio Network. I am a host. I'm a merp. I'm... I forget my name. My name is Marty. Your name is Marty. Yeah, we're on the Smoko Internet Radio Network. I want to Smodco wish... Internet Radio Network. And that's John Echo... I'm John Echo Sylvain. Echo Sylvain. Echo Sylvain. Echo Sylvain. 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 I want to It's nice that you're playing the old tunes. I want to wish... Kevin Smith, a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, boss. Yes, he is 52 years old today. Got 52? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look a day over 53. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, I guess Jason Mewes is 48. 48? Yes. He so, doesn't look a day over 17. So they're gonna, they're doing a show. Act like he's more than 16. They're doing a show called 100 Year or a Century or 100 Years of Jay and Silent Bob. Well, you know, if you, if you have a shtick and it works, you just stick to the shtick. What's the shtick? Jay and Silent Bob, hanging oh, out in the, front of the, the Quickie Mart. Yeah, the Quickie Mart. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it's called the Quickie Mart. Yeah. Okay, you've been doing it for. Do you want to get us? Do you want to get us booted off this? Cancel? I don't. I'm sorry. I I, I saw it, the I saw the trailer for the to Clerks Three. It looks kind of brilliant. But yeah. you know, most of Kevin Smith's work is kind of brilliant. Right. Right. It's like it uh, dances a, a, around the line. Of brilliance, of brilliance and inanity. Yeah, it's and in, it's the, a, in the funnest it's, way. It's the I think it's the best combination of stupid and brilliant. I mean, uh, what's his name? Who does um, King of the Hill and uh, Beavis and Butthead? Uh, I don't God, know. Help me out, man. No, I can't I'm remember not. names anymore. No, it's been, no. It's been a rough Greg, couple weeks. Greg, Greg Daniels, Greg Daniels. No. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's the guy from uh, Parks and Recreation. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was on. He was. He did. He worked. They worked on uh, Silicon Valley together, right? Uh, yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure. Um, you will, we'll never know his name. No one will ever be able to tell. It's his name is lost to history. And let's okay. Let's not look it up and let's just think about it. Okay. For a little so bit. Beavis and Butthead. But, um, uh, Mike Judge. Uh-huh, so Mike, Mike Judge. Judge. Mike Judge is, is so weirdly brilliant and dumb. It's so good. Um, you know, all of his work. Wait, Office Space, you, so would, fucking brilliant and dumb. Beavis and Butthead, brilliant and dumb. Uh, Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley is mostly brilliant. Um, I think that uh, Sil- Silicon Valley, I was thinking about Silicon Valley. I, w- I admired their plotting as well. I mean, the, the comedy was right there. The characters were great. It was The whole thing was really good. But the thing that blew me away on Silicon Valley was that every single episode um, went was... Plausibly, uh, about the end of their universe, they started out, and and it, and it was a continuum where they what was what was crashing in the last episode, which and only half hour long, which was basically um, something that would end the company and get them all uh, ruined, um, and then they fixed that, and something else happened in in twenty two minutes that was plausible. It made sense to me from my limited understanding of business. Yeah. 
and and it was hilarious and it was unexpected and yet there the seeds have been planted and it seemed plausible was, and uh, and the characters i mean even though the characters were just nuts it made sense that they would have this kind of success it wasn't it wasn't just like a, a cartoon it was really good i mean idiocracy is like wildly prescient you know i haven't watched it yet oh i think it's on i think you can stream it free on on youtube yeah but it's uh yeah that's another great one that is just so silly yeah and and really i watched sharp. the first half of it very very funny um yeah office space is brilliant <clears throat> yeah and um then he did uh well he didn't direct it but he did Beavis and Butthead yep. do the universe, um, which came out in June. I did not know that. Did it came out? It came out. Yeah, yeah. It's on Paramount Plus. Did not know that. Even I knew. I saw happened. a trailer for it. I didn't realize I it. Had feel be, bad. Was, yeah. Miss. Uh, I, I speaking of things you missed out on. I just watched Normal People. Yeah. She's been out for like four years or mm-hmm. something. Brilliant. It's so good. It's it's very sexy. Well, there's a lot of sex, but it's really... A lot of sex. There's a, uh, they, they have a lot of... Uh, they, well, so you want to tell people what the show is? It's a, it's about two people fucking, who are Irish. Fucking. Just non-stop fall fucking. in love and uh, in high school, and then they keep on having these different relationship problems, but they're best friends as well as <clears throat> really compatible sexually. And the, the sex is um, kind of is presented in a, in a way that's... Feels omnipresent. Very, no, it's not. <laughs> Did you see it? Just the sex part. Well, so yeah, I saw this, most of it. This, this not the, Kruger kept on talking about how there was all this sex, and it's not. They didn't have. They don't have a lot of sex scenes. Well, it's just relative to me in high school, they did. No, but the, the, well, yeah, it's it's just they the sex scenes are kind of remarkable because they seem very very real, very intimate. They seem like actual human beings having sex. Um, and, um, yeah, so, but I just think it's absurd that like she's supposed to be this outsider nerd girl. And oh, I think it's totally makes sense. How so? I mean, it, it re it makes, she's a, she's an outsider nerd girl in, in high school cause she's smart and she doesn't play the games and then she becomes really popular in college instantly, mm. which is not surprising at right, all. Right, right. But she's filled with insecurity and it, it ex- it's explained her, her family is horrible to her. But she's just so stunningly like beautiful, you know. Yeah, but the way she plays herself. In, All right, you drank the Kool Aid. John drank the well, Kool Aid. You know. No, no, I, you you do make a good point. I I hear you. There's, I, it's it's, and at one point, like it's in the fourth episode, she says, "It's totally me. I got pretty in in college." And it's like, you know, she was pretty in high school. It's just that people didn't notice because she was a a weird outcast, and she didn't dress the way she's supposed to dress. Everybody's, you know, and and. Uh, she had a downcast kind of look, and you know, but she's yeah, she's a very very uh, beautiful woman. But yep. you know, most people are beautiful. Oh, and they, they, you're just you're you're that that's not true. Um, well, actually, I it, I think it kind of kind of is. Well, there there's that um, show on on Amazon Prime that sounds interesting. It's called uh, The Summer I Turned Pretty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I maybe that's good. Did you? I, it's, I didn't see seems, it. It seems kind of. I mean, but little, it's, it looks a little more saccharine than than normal people. Yeah, normal people is kind of like a romance novel, sort of filtered through actual life and really good characterization. Yeah, and and the summer I turned pretty is like a sound. It's sort of like a. Is it John Green who wrote, you know, Searching for Alaska and stuff like that? It has that feeling of, 
and it's a series. I just heard about it. And wait, Samurai Turn Pretty is John Green? No, it no. just seems like a John no. Green project. Yeah, I mean, I like John Green stuff. I mean, yeah, it's you know. nice, but it's not. I mean, I, I think Normal Keep People is is really on a higher level of oh, sort of uh, right. human uh, and and acting human yeah. human. You know, exploration of humanity. Yes, and I think because it's not, um, I think plot-wise, it's not as am- that ambitious. You know, it, it's oh, normal people. Yeah, yeah. There's hardly any plot, right? But, but yet, it's still really engrossing because <laughs> you're hardly anything happens, right? And I loved it. That's the, that's the thing. Is like because in high school, nothing ever happens. It wasn't and, just about high school though. But, it goes but all whatever the way. adolescence, oh, well, what, like young adulthood, nothing ever happens. Yet everything is monumental and huge. You know? Yeah. And that that sort of. I can identify with that, having mm-hmm. been there, and just like these things you, that no one understands, you know. You were when were you there? I'm sorry. When were you uh, in adolescence? When was that? Mm, I, I'm speaking theoretically. I, theoretically, I can't remember, but I must have since I'm so fucking old. Yeah, me too. Hey, if you want to join in the conver- on our old man conversation. Oh. Uh, please uh, email us nooner gmail dot com. Uh, we've got Send a couple things in the sack. A mail and then down to the porch. Got, We're rocking sh- on the chairs. Let me just finish this. What? One, one oh, sentence. I didn't realize you. I was talking out loud. Twi- Twitter on uh, uh, Nooner Podcast. Okay. Sh- 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 what? Am making, I making, making noises? noises. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, and and we don't have the Tumblr page yep. this week because Tyson yep. uh, is caring for um, his sick family member. So thank you, Tyson. Uh, well deserved night off. I hope everyone's feeling better. Um, oh, Tyson, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry to hear it. Um, so there was a thing in the news. So today. If Tyson's not here, then nobody's listening. So we can so, do whatever we want. Uh, there's a thing in the news today. Yep. That uh, the. Um, there was some. The world is the, um ending. <laughs> no, the Department of Justice, uh-huh. uh, like uh, uh, under Trump, they there were several um, text messages uh, for for defense officials. I guess it was Defar- Department Department of Defense or Department of Justice. Justice that there there some department. Yeah, and like their texts after January 6th were around that time were all wiped from their devices. Was that the Secret Service? And this is separate from the Secret Service. Oh, and as well, really? The There's Secret more? Service. Yeah. Oh. So it, it's a little bit convenient. And a little bit yeah. convenient. And it's really hard not to think that this was a coordinated effort or one might say a conspiracy in the same way that uh, well, not in the same way, but you know, there are all these other conspiracies of uh, um, Democrats eating babies and sl- child porn operations under pizza things, and nine eleven was an inside job, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. But this seems like, I, I, am I? Do I not have perspective on this? What would you say? What do you think of of this? Well, first of all, let me just say. And all the information I have about this, I just got from Marty just now. So, with that caveat, I think that if you find out that a bunch of people erased messages um, that uh, about uh, on and around uh, January 6th, that you can um, assume, I think you can assume that they are erasing messages that are, um, what do you call it, um, 
bad uh, for them. And it damning. might they're damning, and they 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 contain information that they don't want um, people to see. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there is a a conspiracy in the sense that there's a coordinated effort because these people might have erased these messages in little tiny groups or themselves mm-hmm. just to keep themselves safe and keep their bosses safe. Um, so I'm not sure that I would say it, 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 it's a classic like directed like by John Haldeman kind of conspiracy that way, but it might be. I just, so here's the thing. My, my take on the whole Trump um, thing is that Trump is a really, really selfish uh, person who doesn't really understand um, just wanted to hang on to power. Um, and, and who clogged White House toilets with ripped up, shredded papers. <laughs> I mean, that, there was a plumber who, who said that he was brought in to unclog a toilet that was full of shredded papers, you know. <laughs> no, that's, see, what that's, a, that's a cover-up. So what happened was he was brought in to unclog a toilet, and later on they said, tell everybody it was, it was paper. Yeah, not not... Not, not what di- it was. Not digested Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Don't <laughs> tell anybody that Trump's poops are that big. That's not to be explained. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so that's a cover-up that we'll get to the bottom of. Get it? Bottom. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I, I don't think that. Uh, I think that if, if uh, I th- honestly, if I, I think that if the 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 people around Trump and Trump himself had more than four brain cells that were able to sort of rub together in any kind of way, we would be living in an autocracy and he would be in charge. Right, right. But I don't think, um, I, and because the thing is, is that the, um, the justice, the, the, uh, you know, the deep state, as they call it, on the, on the justice side and on the, the defense side, um, is very, very, very conservative. They're very, very, very nationalistic. They're anti-crime. They're anti-radical. They're certainly anti-Black Lives Matter. They're anti-you uh, know police reform. They, they, they. And I'm, I'm making generalizations, but I think that it makes sense that they they believe that they're doing the right thing. They're they're like. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Jack Nicholson in, in um, uh, a few, good, a few men. good men. You know, you we can't handle the truth. There are people, there are people who believe that they are defending the United States um, from itself, and they're defending the the liberals uh, uh, so they can have their 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 freedom. Um, and they think that they and they know that people have done lots and lots of things that are technically illegal you know like oliver north that whole sort of attitude i think that's rife in the justice department the fbi and uh the defense department and um i mean you know even like uh mark felt who was turned out to be deep throat for for watergate he 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 uh apparently gave up all that information not because he thought this is a terrible he way. He was covering his ass. He, right? he was not only covering his ass, he was pissed off because he didn't oh, yeah. get a promotion. Yeah, yeah. it was retributional. It was, ret- yeah, he, he didn't cover his ass because yeah, yeah. he didn't get any credit right, for it, right, but right, it was right. totally retributionable. It wasn't like, you know what, this is wrong and our, our nation should be 
uh, transparent. Uni- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like fuck them. I'm yeah, screw those guys. Right. right. And, well, we and, need we needed Mark Felt, I guess. You so know? so I think if if all those people thought you know it's what the Democrats want um, is terrible. And what we need is a strong president who will just do what we want to have happen and be very nationalistic. If a whole bunch of those people want that, um, it wouldn't be that hard to overthrow our country because those people that want that, the Justice Department and the Defense Department, they have all the guns. Right? Right. So so uh, that's one of the things. Uh, you know, I just don't think that the that the— I think I think that when when Trump got on you know left uh, on whatever it was when's the inauguration the twentieth um, he left and got on the plane and, and took off I mean that was just dumb if he just stayed there he probably would have been able to stay on I always had I had this theory that uh, you know Dick Cheney came to Obama's uh, inauguration in a wheelchair and I I believe they had to shoot him and <laughs> to get him out of his office I've always thought that. Um, you know, so well the the Trump administration and and Trump in general was very uh, paranoid and secretive. So he he didn't like to he ne- he doesn't use email uh, and he tries he would do everything in person and you know had very few things in writing and would mm-hmm. rip papers up and and which papers that were supposed to be preserved by law yeah. you know as a, well that's i mean he's he's a he's a land developer from New York and New Jersey right so my I mean, okay my point my question is do you think that there is more secrecy on the, the republican side do you, or do you think there's just the same amount that like the Obamas and the Bidens and the the Clintons were just better at hiding it, masking it. Oh, I, I think I think it kind of depends on who you're talking about. I don't think that there's one side or the other. You know, I think I think for instance, I mean, just to give you an example. I don't think it's like Republicans versus Democrats necessarily. I was thinking like I think uh, Bill Clinton um, was super secretive. I think that. His attitude was, I'm the smartest person in almost right, any right, room. Right. There's some sort I, of condescending elitism uh, Yeah, and, there. I, and I was yeah. just thinking about how the way I characterize the Trump-Clinton uh, um, election is that Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate of all time um, because she was beaten by the second worst. And the reason that she and Al Gore lost, in my mind, is because Bill Clinton, the best campaigner in the history of the United States, told them what to do. Obama was pretty good, too. Yeah, Obama was incredible, actually. Yeah. But Bill Clinton was very, very good. And But he said, this is what you got to do. And they, he'd said it in such a way like, you got to do it because I'm so smart. And they, both of them, Al Gore especially, was like, I'm my own man. You know what? Who I'm going to choose the the uh, as my running mate, one of the least charismatic politicians, and that's saying a lot, to ever be a politician. And um, and I'm going to choose him because he was the one Democrat who voted against Clinton. And I'm going to ignore everything that Clinton says. And I think Hillary, Bill Boo was probably, Hillary, honey, little honey lamb, you got to go to Wisconsin. And she was like, fuck you, Bill. I'm not going to do what you say. I'm not going to go to Wisconsin because you told me to. Gore. Al Gore. He's a. Gore. He well, won I'm an trying Oscar. To, I'm trying to remember the bumper sticker. Gore. Uh, Lieberman. Lieberman, yeah. Oh, my God. From Connecticut. Joe Lieberman. Lieberman. Hello. I'm like, Joe. Like Austin Pendleton Lieberman. as a senator. Hi. Do you remember Austin Pendleton? No. 
Oh, you'd recognize the actor. If I okay. Look him up on your phone right now. Uh, I thought we were not looking things up. No, no, today. All when right, it, I'll look when him it, up. When it comes to and me, one. Honest to God, Joe Liebman talked like this, and he said, you know, the thing that we need to do. It was, oh, jeez. Heartbeat away from the presidency. Um, but so I, I think that uh, Clinton was uh, covered things up, obviously, and and uh, fooled around in the in the uh, White House and thought he was above the law. Uh, I think that Obama, by all accounts, was completely above the board as much as he could possibly be. I think because he was under so much scrutiny. so much scrutiny. If they could ever find any dirt on him, yeah, I mean, I'll bet his farts are somewhere. Like a stenographer was recording them, you know. Yeah, you know, how do you spell that? By Burp. all accounts, very, 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 very decent guy. He had to do things that people like the because. The Republicans can point and say, well, he did all these executive actions. It's because when he got into power, the Republicans' uh, platform was anything he wants to do, we're not going to do, no matter... And that he- was on record. That's that's yep. literally what Mitch McConnell said. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to do... We're not going to make him successful in any way. Even though well, they want to do this uh, ACA, and, and it was an, a Republican idea from Mitt, Mitt Romney in Massachusetts, and we've been wanting to do exactly the same thing for decades, we're going to be completely opposed to it. Well, you know. it's, it's exciting, though. There is some movement today that the Senate just voted to pass the... the um, Health Care Act that expands um, um, health care to veterans who were exposed to burn pits, um, these toxic burn pits that uh-huh. uh, that affected uh, many, many uh, veterans. Right. And uh, what what the, why was the, that controversial? I didn't because, understand. Because uh, there an earlier. So the way it works in uh, Congress is the one side will works like quote unquote works one side will pass a bill okay mm-hmm. and then it goes to the other side so the senate passed this bill like you know whatever 89 to you know 10 or whatever it was and uh approving funding for this for uh veterans so um then it goes to the house and the house they get to vote on it too and because they want to feel self-important, they will, or they have pork they want to put in there, they will um, amend it, you know, and they will put little words. Apparently, and I, I have not read the bill, to be fair, they changed one line that was not hugely consequential. Who did? The House uh, did? The House did uh-huh. when they voted through. So then it has to go back to the Senate to vote. Uh, Reconciliation, to, reconcil- they call it. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yes, that sounds about right. And this, then the Senate, 25 of the senators, uh, Republican senators who voted for it were suddenly against it and it wasn't going to pass. Yeah. And so uh, John Stewart, who is a big champion of this bill, he came out and, and exposed these, these senators for just being hypocrites. And, mm-hmm. and the theory is, one of the theories is that the, this is a, was retribution uh, against Joe Manchin for okaying the, the, the Build Back Better bill, which is not the Build Back Better bill, but, you know. Um, Build Back is almost as good. Yeah, yeah. Build Back almost as good. That's, Austin I like Pendleton, that. I looked him up. You're absolutely right. He looks just like Joe, except he, Austin Pendleton is doesn't have his nice hair. No, Joe he was very funny. Nice though. He's yeah. very funny. Uh, but uh, so apparently this is because they're trying to limit any sort of legislative win for that Biden might have. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's what what happened. But then 
basically they were publicly shamed like endlessly like on the news you know mm -hmm. by John Stewart and all the news outlets because it there's no ex there's no excuse for this and Ted John Cruz, Stewart should be president don't you think I don't think so I okay. I, I think he's a little uh, a little virtuous like self-righteous and and I don't I don't a little yeah a little yeah but he's right I sure but I I think I mean a lot of I've heard other people proposing that i think he's i think he's really effective where he is okay you know because he can he has a lot of freedom to say out be um profane and and outrageous yeah and you know make fun of ted cruz and i don't think as a president he would have that same uh freedom yeah maybe not i don't yeah. know so but, but anyhow he was effective here this burn pit thing has been around for like years, decades, yes, years, and he, and he, John Stewart has been very active on this. So. Yeah, what he was, he talked about it on the Daily Show, and he hasn't been on the Daily Show, right, for like seven years. Mm, I think longer than that. Well, so that's great. So now we say, hey, the veterans who breathed in toxic smoke from burn, right, in in Jesus. while protecting our democracy, you know. So anyhow, it's a good thing, and uh, it's a. It, it's good that Congress is doing something. That's a small thing. I think the build back better. The build back not quite as good is um, is definitely a, a step in the right direction. It closes the big uh, billionaire loophole for uh, carried interest, something I don't quite understand, but I was going to watch a video about is it. Is it going to pass the House? Uh, yeah, it'll pass the House. But it's a qu the question is, will Kristen Sinema, uh, the Democratic senator in um in name only in Arizona, will she vote for it? So that's the big question. So, so she's a, a dino? Yeah, dino, yeah. But anyhow, it's it's a little... Um, it, it, it makes one cynical when you hear all these things, but then every so often good things happen. And I think these, these January 6th hearings are... They do give me hope for a, a modicum of bipartisanship, the fact that they're... All the people testifying are Republicans. The the two people running it, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, are Republicans. They're, they're, the two people running it are Liz Cheney and the uh, Republican guy. I mean, the Democratic guy. Uh, well, Adam Kinzinger, he did lead uh, some of the... Right, but he's not yeah. the leader. Okay, right. But but the fact that they are prominent in, yeah. in, in the questioning of this, it just brings some legitimacy to it. And it's just easy to say, oh, well, according to you, right? No, it's easy to Fox for, News, it's easy it's for, it's easy for someone like Trump to say, oh, th that guy's a rhino just because he said something negative against you. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's, um, yeah, no, they just don't like you, you know? And well, isn't that the, the, the Republican Party just to, I mean, We're, we'll move on uh, off of the news and politics in a moment, but, but just go, go well, on. Well, I, 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 the Republican Party doesn't have a platform anymore. It doesn't, like literally, at their last convention, they decided not to have a platform. So Republicans, what they stand for is Trump. And Right, right. I mean, they literally decided not to have well, a party platform. It, it's a small minority that is running the ship, you know, and, and it really is a, a cult of personality. And, and we'll see how long they can sustain that because I don't, I, at some point, as they we get closer to, to the next 2024 we they have to stand for something they have to create a platform and for no they don't they didn't last time okay i mean they didn't okay the yeah. last the last presidential convention they they decided not to have a platform 
Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, they didn't. They do not have a platform. Oh, all right. I guess they don't need one. No, they, they because it's just whatever Trump says. Um. All right. Well, what are you doing? I'm just showing off. So, uh, so we're off of politics. I I think this is a this is a really good format where you say things and then I talk about them, even though I have no idea what I'm talking about. But you speak you pontificate with well, such authority. I, I learned um, in college to um, speak as if I'd done the reading when I hadn't. Um, I don't know. Wait, what? What? Uh, Something's happening over there with Marty. Yeah, no, no. Peter WG's listening. Uh, oh, thank God. Great, great to hear. Great to see you tweeting in. Um, he was he was complaining about uh, Joe Lieberman, who who was a very hawkish Democrat, very pro war. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Not what's not, wrong with war, really? Uh, I mean, absolutely good God, nothing, y'all. All right, there you go. Uh, the dad jokes keep rolling in, just That's like the tide; scene. they're inevitable. Uh, is that Edwin Starr? It is. All right, there we go. Bruce Springsteen did an awesome uh, cover of that. Cool. Uh huh. Uh, so, speaking of music, Beyonce, oh yeah, Beyonce, the Queen Bay, yeah, she had her seventh album, studio album, come out I on Friday. Yeah, first one in six years, I think so. Yeah, called Renaissance. Time. Renaissance. Yeah, have yeah. you listened to it? Uh, it was playing earlier um, before we started, but I wasn't listening to it. Oh, was that? Um, uh, was that the? Yeah, that? you were bopping to it. Yeah, that was good. I was yeah. hoping that was Beyonce. Yeah. Because I liked it a lot, and I've been thinking over the past, what has it been, 48 hours, that um, I really should listen to it so we could talk about it on this um, podcast, and uh, you know what I did? I didn't listen to it. I know what you didn't do. What I didn't do, I also didn't find any, I looked around for birds. Last, Last week, you challenged me to find a bird and identify it that I, but I, I didn't see any birds that weren't that were identifiable. Um, that I mean, that I, I haven't seen before. Uh, all the birds I, I'm looking around for birds. They're all brown or black. There are crows, ravens, and sparrows. So John hates brown and black, and everything. He's he was looking for a white bird and he didn't find it because he had to wade through all the brown and black I don't ones. Think that's fair. Mm, that's pretty much what you said. I'm pretty much quoting you exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. I think you excluded those birds from uh, the game. I think that you're the racist. No, I just said one one that looked interesting. No, one that I didn't know. Oh, that, see, yeah. I, I, oh, some see. of my best bird friends are brown <laughs> and black birds. So I, I can't stand be, corrected. I, I stand. can't be a bird racist. Oh, no. Some of your best friends. So... Um, some of my best bird friends. Before she goes to uh, England, I guess, on, on her tour. Oh, she's got a tour? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but she's, um, uh, Beyonce has to, is going to re-record one of the songs on her album. Okay. Because. Because uh, she didn't get it right the first time? Uh, well, uh, according to some, she uh uses the term spaz on it i want spaz yeah so something about like getting spaz on your ass or something like that and, yeah and the um there are some people who call that language ableist ableist uh well how would you describe ableist well that's basically 
people who are, don't have any disabilities making fun of people who have disabilities? Or, or they are not taking into account um, with their language or, and actions the, uh, those with disabilities. Right, right. Not, nece- not necessarily making fun of me. Because like, clearly here, she wasn't... And, and this was a, a song that was uh, written by Drake, I believe, Canadian. Well, he's a Canadian. Yeah, and we fucking hate Canadians because well, they're Drake is spazzes. Oh wait, no wait. Drake she, is kind of um, you know very Drakeish. Drake, Drakeish. Yeah, he's. I mean, Drake is. Drake, you know, come on, Drake. I mean, here's the thing: the Drake sat behind the bench in the the, the Toronto Raptors games and and talked to the the players as if they he was friends with them. He probably was friends with them, but he yeah, he's Canadian. He should, they, I mean, he's there's only like 17 de, people Degrassi, up there. Degrassi High graduate. Yeah, that's right. They probably all knew him from that, right? And yeah. I'm and sure he, that the, the players on the Toronto Raptors were all Degrassi High fans. Because yeah. that's what they were doing when they were growing up in Canada. Because on, on the Raptors, they only have Canadian players, right? Never mind. So, anyhow, she's re-recording that lyric... Um, the, she met, uses the word twice on the song "spaz" twice yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because people called it ableist, and and this, this is specific to the mental uh, uh, the mental illness community, mental disorder community. Sure, um, and th- those with uh, mental disorders um, find that offensive, or s- some of them uh-huh. do, and and more more complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing happened to Lizzo in June or, or July. Oh, really? Know? Yeah, six weeks ago. She had to, uh, right before her um, album came out, she re- re-recorded it. And she apologized. You know, she got called out on, on social media. And she said, yeah. sorry, do, you know, there was no, I meant no uh, disrespe- disrespect to any community. And, and I'm re-recording it. Yeah. And it, and it did, you know, doesn't affect the the overall impact of the song. You know, it just right. it just did. So in that sense, I think that it's such a good response to, to do as opposed to defend yourself because, you know, you have offended somebody. And if you, want, if you feel for that person, if you empathize with them, you want, you want to make it right. Uh-huh. Do you think uh, that the, the actual outcry is legitimate? Cause, uh, good Lord. I mean, I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me any question about this. Yeah, because you've got you know Patsy Cline singing crazy. You've got uh, <laughs> well, look at you've got uh, Freddie Mercury crazy little thing called love. You've got Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Like throughout art, you know, all of art, there's there's depictions of of mental illness and and people calling you you know like uh, falling on deaf ears is a term we use and people in the the deaf community find that offensive. Cringeworthy so, hits of yesteryear. Yeah. I mean, is it cringeworthy? So, Ain't too proud to beg, so, sweet mama. Young girl, get out of my okay, mind. Now that's very specific. That, that's uh, uh, Gary Gary Lewis and the U.S. Bonds, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, no, that, let that it is no, let it snow. Let, no, what is it? What is uh, this? Oh, no, baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold yeah, outside. That, that's very Why don't rapey. you stay and have another drink? Yeah, yeah rapey songs. Yeah. Um, so oh, my friend thought that Memphis, Tennessee by Chuck Berry was about pedophilia, which it could be, but I think yeah, that's that. Hey, 19 is kind of, uh, well, that's a little creepy. There's a lot. I mean, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this. I want to put together a, but, a, a little song list. But of, those are really specific. You know, what young are? girl get out of my mind is like 
pedophilia. You know, that is like, it feels inappropriate, you know? Yeah. But psycho killer is like, should it just be misunderstood killer or undiagnosed, you know, uh, murderer? Like, should should David Byrne re-record that song? Should he record? Sure. I mean, but do, do you it's find... a great song. Yeah. I'd love to have him re-record it. But, but not because of the lyric? Because of the lyric? Yeah. Well, that's a that, I mean, that's a question that uh, is uh, that's a question that really is a question. I I I think I, I mean, Birth of a Nation was an Oscar-winning movie. We should celebrate it, right? Well, it wasn't because the Oscars hadn't been invented oh, yet. Whatever, but, but otherwise, a, it uh, yeah, it's not. Um, real. I've seen it, and it's not really that good. Yeah. But it made a lot of money. Yeah. Um. And, and so uh, this is one a very early silent film, D.W. Griffiths, is that right? D.W. Griffith, it's, it's his first American about lynching feature. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a three hour movie. It's about the Civil War and then the Reconstruction. And in the end, there's a scene where um, a guy in blackface is running after this white woman, and she throws herself off a cliff in order to avoid his clutches and the. Ku Klux Klan rides to the rescue, and so that that to it's me a little racist is is overt <laughs> a little that that is overtly racist. Okay, that is like you know D. W. Griffith in that movie invented burning crosses, and, right? And he, he, the Ku Klux Klan was basically dying out, and he, and that movie brought he it revitalized back. Revitalized it. it. I was, mean, if the, if it wasn't that, it would have been something else. But <laughs> but it happened to be W. D. Griffith. You yeah, know? I don't think uh, that's but but that true. is like a very intentional like like political statement that you're making as opposed yeah. to saying um you know i was spazzing out you're like i don't know if i mean it's insensitive it's it, it is uh it, it is not an empathetic thing to say but i don't think it has the intention of i don't think lizzo's intention or, or beyonce's intention was to single out like the, the uh a community and and make them look bad you know right so I think it's a little bit different from, say, you know, uh, uh, Gary Puck and the Union Gap Band, you know. With the, with Young Girl? Yeah, yeah, where Get Out of My Mind, you know, like like him lusting after a, a young girl, you know. So... Uh, well, it's, it's also a product of the time. Right, right. You know? Right. I mean, you know, the, the, there's a whole bunch of songs from that era that refer to... Women, uh, you know, like you know, there's a. Uh, th- I think uh, the, the the Doobie Brothers. Uh, I know the Doobie Brothers, the Almond Brothers, with the, "What's Your Name, Little Girl? What's Your Name?" Oh, is you know, there's a. Whole, I mean, this is a whole bunch of songs about like. I don't think that's the Almond Brothers, is it? Anyhow, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Skinner, Skinner, Almond Brothers. Yeah, same whichever, thing. same oh thing. Oh God. Okay, now we're gonna. Bring, That's totally now we're, racist. Yeah, now we're. Is that racist to think not be able to tell the difference between long-haired white Southern men I don't who play guitar? They can tell each other apart. No, I'm sure they can't. Jesus, have you ever seen any of those videos? Just like they all look exactly alike. So let me just read what Lizzo said. She said, "Let me make one like thing Game clear. Game of Thrones, except with shampoo." Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me. So I, I. Uh, understand the power words can have, or yeah. I overstand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally. I'm proud to say that there's a new version of Girls with a Lyric Change. 
this is the result of me listening and taking action. And that, that's the key sentence, I think. Yeah. As an, uh, an influential artist, I've, I'm dedicated to being really part... Did she really say overstand, though? Yeah, she did say that. Oh, dear. Uh, as an influential artist, I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see in the world. I, what a great, like, Totally great. Response. It's it's really it's really amazing, fantastic um, discussion about the power of language, and yet she used the word overstand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's... You know, it's her story, you know, not his story, you know. It's her story, her, yeah. Her story. Yeah. Well, no, there's nothing I have to overstand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. I mean, it, it's very funny. But, but I think that it's, it's about listening and taking action when you can. You know? Yeah. 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 So good for her. But, I, 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 but, but your point is also another side where but judging um, pieces of art First of all, based on our times and and wanting them, you could not listen to them, and you can say that they're misogynist and creepy. And "Young Girl" is a terrible song. Uh, and I, and, uh, and I mean, it, I love Gary Union and the Union Gap. I and, mean, they're, they're, and well, that song is creepy though. It's so creepy. Um, yeah. Well, and I really loved. Uh, well, and uh, but but also, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I guess I I I I don't know when I. My, it's complicated. My, it, it's very complicated, and I, and I feel and and here's the thing: when people say, "John, you're a cis white male. You don't have anything to say about that," I used to think, "Well, wait a minute." And now I I'm like, "You're okay. adding the cis white male part." Most of us are just saying, "You don't have anything to say." Oh, well, that's. I think both of those reasons. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that's totally fine. I'm not going to stop talking because. Um, I'm not very a, smart. There's a dildo in front of you, and, <laughs> and you just can't help yourself. <laughs> because my favorite word is dildonics, yeah, yeah. and my second favorite word is overstand. <laughs> I overstand dildonics. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I guess our takeaways. Things are complicated, and we to. Re- be reductive about just them. Just be kind. Yeah, and, and the like, first thing these are fun you know who said that. To talk about there. There are three rules. Uh-huh. Mother Teresa said this. There are three rules to she, life. Nobody ever said be kind until Mother Teresa came. No, no. She world. said there are three rules. The first is to be kind. No one ever said it before her. No, she, the people said that before. What? Yeah, you don't have any. And proof. the second rule, you know what the second rule is? Don't talk about rule number one. No, it's don't talk about Bruno. And the third rule is be kind. And don't talk about Fight Club because Mother Teresa was in Fight Club. <laughs> don't talk about it, but she she, she could fucked people she, up. She was. I mean, she's like, a monster. You know what? She knew how to use leverage. She didn't have oh muscle, but she knew leverage. She could. She, she oh, she didn't have muscle. She had muscle in those legs. I know, but she but could she, kick people in but, a way that was. But she knew how to use her center and her, balance and, and her fucking fingernails. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Tyler Durden she got fucked. Fucked, fucked up. people up. <laughs> Uh, oh, man, oh man. Too soon. she and Princess Diana. She was in Fight Club too. <laughs> God, and they're like, "Oh, Mother Teresa killed her. What are we gonna do? Put her in her car and send yeah. it into the yeah, tunnel." That's, that's that's exactly what happened, people. See, that's you're hearing that first. First here, and this you is, know what? If we're not here next week, you'll know why. Yeah, you will know why. That's right. Because I'm because on vacation. The, the Justice Department and the Putting Defense Department are vacation. all in Fight Club, and we're talking about it. Oh, so you know who else is in Fight Club? Donald Trump. 
I I wish. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking pussy. That's a word you're not supposed to Do you think to use. he could take him? What? Donald yeah. Trump? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, he he is such a wimp. That guy is such a whining wimp. Oh god. I know he's he's taller than me. Yeah, he's six three. Yeah, he's or a, he's probably six one, but he's like I'm I, six I, three. And I I, I'm, I don't know anything about ever. fighting, but I'm pretty sure I could beat that living crap out of him. I wouldn't. Yeah. I what mean, would happen if you actually grabbed that hair? I mean, what do you think that is on his head? That yellow orange stuff. Do you think I it's hair? Know. Sure. Yeah, I think it's just it's just um, manipulated in a way that just sort of it's like a softy cone. You know, you just spiral it on. You know, <laughs> soft serve ice cream. So uh, this weekend I went to visit my parents and I uh, went to a, a wedding and then uh, a funeral. So it was Jesus. It was forty percent of a British romantic comedy. Yeah. And um, but it was really like the funeral was just great. It was my uncle Don, like who who was very old and mm-hmm. and he was sent to, to hospice. He was sent home to hospice care to die. They said he had three days and he lasted like seven months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and most of those months, um, except for the final couple of weeks, he was, you know, he was pretty cogent. He was good. Yeah. Pretty clear. And and he just did amazing things, and people said the really wonderful things about him, and and like his nephews were there, and like like his his nephews don't talk to his, their father, but they like speak lovingly about Uncle Don. So mm. it was just like a really nice thing, and it's really hard not to. Aren't you his nephew? Uh, well, he's. Um, removed a couple times. He don't even know the guy. You just walked into his so funeral, didn't you? He. Is this a drag racer? It's just, it makes you think like, how do you want to be remembered? Like, it's hard not to think like, oh, is anybody going to step up and say like, well, he did this podcast and I think I laughed like twice. Uh, Not from what he said, but he had some funny people on. So for him to have that microphone available for that funny person, those two times, I guess he did something good in the world. Are you writing you know? your own uh, Yeah, that, like, that, this is what I'm imagining Eulogy? people would say at, at my funeral. Wow, you don't have a really good imagination. I thought you were a writer. I thought that was... Pretty- I will speak at your funeral and, and it, as if I'm going to live longer than you. <laughs> um, and uh, I, will, uh, I will say a lot of nice things. I'll make some stuff up. And um, Yeah, so you would have to make stuff up. That's the no, thing. No, I wouldn't have to, but I would anyway. All right. You're a wonderful person. Uh, it, but anyhow, I, I'm not, this isn't about my own well, eulogy. But I think you made it about you. But I, it you're does. very clever. I, I want now you're getting all humility. Humble. Faux humility. Faux humility. Um, but, it, you know, I, I just, I also don't want to die before hearing <laughs> good things about me. You know, I, I think that. You want to hear some good things about you now? Uh, no, no. We, we can wait. Well, we can do my what? deathbed, or you okay, know, you know. but before you're dead, but not now. Yeah, yeah. Sometime in the next. Mm, let's, let's wait till I'm well, like a little we more talked informed. About, uh, Mother Teresa, we might not have that much time. Have you thought about that at all? Like, you know, do you ever about my funeral? Yeah, like, yeah, know. yeah. I've thought about my funeral quite a bit. Um, I've thought about the because in my well, there's a whole bunch of revelations that are going to shock people. Mm. My uncle Don, he was a he my was a, secret family's going to show up. Uh, yes, and I'm going to be part of that family. I am part <laughs> of that right. family. That's right. Uh, uncle Don was a, a surgeon, and coincidentally, 
like another on another part of side of my family, like an aunt uh, was a nurse working for him. So oh, um, quinci- oh, really? Total, total coincidence. And she died maybe eight years ago or so, uh-huh. or seven years ago. But anyhow, she um, w- she also had cancer, and um, when she was dying, like she had a a party. And so everyone came uh-huh. to the party mm-hmm. and they had food trucks and it was at uh, her husband's office, um, the soy sauce factory, uh, believe the it or what? not. The soy sauce factory. There's a family business. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, that, that's not a joke. Um, but uh, so we all just, everybody like just hung out and then one by one, we all got to say goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and she was, you know, tired, but she was so great and, and so strong. Uh, and it just seemed like what a, the like the best way to go. Yeah. And so the funeral, nobody, there wasn't. No, it was a private ceremony. Just the family was there, and but this was this was the funeral. And yeah. it's like what better way to say the things that you want to say to that. The, yeah, your, that's your wonderful. Ones. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, not everybody has that opportunity. Like she knew she that she was going to die, and within like two weeks after that, she passed away. Yeah. So like that to me is the way to go. Well, I often tell people, you know, I often say that pretty much uh, 99% of us are not going to die when we think we're going to die. Because there are a few. There's like, that's I, that's actually the first time I've ever heard of anybody who kind of right, right. lived a full life, like if, knew they were going to die, If Uncle got to Don have a party. had done that, he would have been like, six months later, he's like, well, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, most but people. He would have been really funny about it. He would have been like, "Yeah, oh, well, have another we're one. Gonna do it again. <laughs> gonna do it again." Anybody? A lot, have a lot of shit has happened. More fun stuff to say about me. You want to say goodbye again? And then, like six months after that, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. There's so, a there's a song, a Ben Folds Five song. It's, oh, uh, ben Folds again. Jeez. Do I just? Well, it's a great song. It's uh, about Stuart, the, Stuart's uh, last an night abortion? in town again. Brick. No, what? Stuart's last night in town. Okay. Yeah, what's what's it about? It's about a guy who keeps on saying he's going to leave, and they keep on having parties. His last night in town. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. It's a good song. Uh, I, I like that uh, Ben Folds tells a story in this song. Yeah, they, it's good lyrics and good. Yeah, uh, there was good like, songs. He's a good. Like he's Gordon a good Lightfoot songwriter. Or something, you know. Just he's. I mean, he's basically the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met him? Ben Folds? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I've uh, met the five though. There are only three. Yeah. Well, I met number five at a party once. You are number two. You, <laughs> number nine. Uh, so while I was up there, mm-hmm. I, my father was talking about something about the news and how they they were underreporting things happening in China and uh-huh. as always, as all uh, uh, as always. And I was like, yeah, like there's nothing about the Uyghurs. I'll bet. And he's like, and then he sort of stopped and he's like, well, you know that. that so the Uyghurs are. Um, they're a, a Muslim community in China. They mm-hmm. live in, in Western China. Uh, they they don't look like traditional Han Chinese from from the East. Uh, there's some Turkic blood in them, and and they speak a language that is also close to Turkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a small percentage of the Chinese population. There's only like seventy million of them. I think it's like twenty-eight million. I think yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, so you know, many million people, and there have been reports that they're they've uh, put 
up to you know over a million of them into re-education camps, concentration camps, yeah. you know, and been subject to torture, assassination, um, or I'm sorry, execution and uh, and forced labor, uh, re-education, and um, but the Chinese government says, oh no no, these are just training places where we're just you know teaching them trades. Um, you say potato, I say tomato. Yes, let's call the whole thing. So on. my father like. I, so, you know, I, I talk about this on the podcast of like, I want to know somebody who, who believes like these conspiracies that, you know, the pizza, pizza gate and all that sort of stuff. This is my father. Like he believes that, um, like he got really angry at me. Like, and he was just like, you know, no, these, these people are happy. Like there, there, there are photos of them, like all, you know, just singing songs, like, you know, nationalist songs, whatever, like. Which is kind of what you know propagandists do, like. Yeah. And he's like, and like, and I asked him, like, where do you get this from? He's like, oh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, and I said, well, who? Like, because you know, like, what? Who's to say what? What's on YouTube is more correct than what's in CNN, the New York Times, you know, uh, like yeah, reputable the, the liberal, the, the liberal, liberal media, media. yeah, exactly. Uh, or the BBC is the BBC liberal. Yeah. Okay. It's all liberal. Oh, it's all liberal. If if it's if they're speaking truth. Well, you say you say truth. I yeah. say tomato. Right. Uh, if they're speaking tomato, uh, then it's uh, it's got to be the liberal media. Mm-hmm. So he's just he's like he's like we're not talking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, and I was like, uh, the old me would have just been like, we're going, we're throwing down, you know. But, right. But I just said like, well, who? And then he named some guy and I, I looked him up and sure enough, like it came up like, you know, he came up as a, a Chinese propagandist, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I said, well, he's listed as a Chinese propagandist. We're not talking about it. So I was like, all right, we don't have to ever talk about it again. But right. it's just like, it was really scary that he, he is, f- because he does not know how to search on, on his TV because he watches YouTube constantly. On, yeah. And so he just clicks things. He just clicks things that that come up. So he just goes down rabbit holes. Yes, by... and he gets fed the algorithm. Yeah. And China's really good at manipulating the algorithm mm-hmm. to to get this information in. And it he's he's is bit into it hook line and sinker. So know? what what is it that he wants to get more information about that's not being reported? Did you find that out or uh or did you no, stop no. He, stop he, at the Uyghur thing? Yeah, yeah. No, he he just looks for fun like videos of of Asian people singing opera. A- Asian people so Sing, there's not enough opera. in the news about the the cultural Asian people singing? No, no, no. It's it's all on YouTube. I find that that's true. I don't think that CNN reports enough about, uh, it, and this is the the part of the cover up, you know. It's all yeah. There's a lot of people in it, China who are singing, you know. It's called um, um, Ch- Chinese Singgate. Yeah, I'm not singing. Very, I'm not very it's creative. all covered not up. Not very creative. There's a lot of good, um, good, good news coming out of China. There's over a billion people there, and they some of them are happy. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. If you have like four or whatever, 28 million Uyghurs, like just because you imprison a million of them or you know like the other 27 are fine you know 27 million i'm i'm uh you know i work up for international medical corps and they do a lot of work with refugees who are displaced and their lives have become complete shambles and they they don't have 
any hope of ever going home and they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And they, they're happy sometimes. I mean, I got tons of video of them being happy. I've kids playing in, in uh, you know, filth, flying kites as they run through the, delighted as they run through the refugee camp. And, uh, you know, people will uh, be happy uh, in all kinds of situations. So, obviously, I know that I, I can't, I'm not going to change his mind. Oh, can I give you a little story of mine and, and yeah, maybe yeah, a please, little bit please. of advice? Because my father was... Uh, my father passed away, uh, geez, seven years ago. We know the story, and we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, uh, he never. He was very, very. Uh, he was a ditto head. He was a Rush Limbaugh listener, and uh, he was very, very much um, a, um, uh, in, a right wing kind of guy. But he kept that very separate. He didn't have. He used to argue with my cousins. I have a lot of cousins because uh, French Canadian Catholic. Um, and he, my dad was a favorite of, of theirs, and they used to argue politics with him all the time, and he loved to argue, but he never, ever talked politics with me and my brother because he didn't want to. He didn't want to have... Right. He didn't agree. I think he completely disagreed with, with everything. I mean, there was some one time when, when Bush uh, was um, after 9-11, uh, Bush was really kind of screwing up the foreign policy because it was just like, you know the coalition of the willing going into Iraq and just all this stuff. And, and he said, what it, oh, these guys are just screwing it up. But it would have been worse under the Democrats. And I was just like, huh? Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, last time when the Democrats were in charge and it was the longest period of economic growth in the history of history and the peace and prosperity, that sucked. Um, and that was pretty much the only political conversation we had. And so I guess what I would say is, um, my advice to you is don't try and change his mind. Well, I, mean, I just said I wasn't. Yeah, going to. you know. It, no, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, and he's your dad. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, right? Unless, but, unless you guys start a a, demo, uh, a a diplomatic think tank and you're trying to work together. Well, the the thing is, like, my father is is like is a pinko liberal. Like during that time, during the Iraq War, like he was out there protesting the war yeah. and so then like my sister was going out to protest and she ran into him protesting and she's like i had no idea it was going to be there and he was there holding the sign you know yeah so he's i i really think that this is a case of him being fed an algorithm and yeah and which is a really scary because he's showing me he was actually was like oh you want to watch some like disaster clips of the the floods in china and i'm like no <laughs> And he's like, no, come on, come on, watch it. And he's just like, just bloop, bloop, bloop. And he's like, oh, there it is. And and I'm like, I don't know where this is from. I don't know if this is China. I didn't say this, but I was like, oh, well, I tend to be a little wary of news things, you know, YouTube news channels that have robot voices saying, the flood in China, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. it might have happened last week or it might have happened three years ago. Yeah, or yeah. it might be Kentucky and they're turning, right. saying it's, so, it's China. But like, so I just said it. And I didn't push it, yeah. And he can take with it what he what what he will. But it 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 was a little shocking that my father, just his sense of of critical thinking, it was just thrown out the window. You know, well, I've, I've, I, a friend of mine uh, was had a great business partnership. He's working in education, and he had a partner, and they were, they were building a a whole business together, and and uh, he had no idea that this guy. 
during COVID had gone down a rabbit hole and his business partner was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And he ba- he basically had to, he, he broke up the partnership partly because, you know, he, he couldn't, he couldn't, like, it wasn't something that was tenable mm. in within their business to have not only somebody who was, a, I mean, having somebody who has ideas about, you know, different different political persuasion you can you can work with that but you can't really work with somebody who thinks that the election was stolen right like you you have to have a a common like uh, a, a common language of of like uh, common rules of the world yeah you know uh gravity is a thing yeah. you know um uh yeah like oil rises is is lighter than water and and then you can have a discussion about things right. but but if they're like no the earth is not round no earth is not. fucking flat the it's obvious flat. Yeah, like it's how am i why don't i really, fall off yeah it's you know? very clear that the earth is flat you just look out there and you see that it's flat if we were on a much bigger planet would the horizon look farther away um Huh? You if mean we were an, on, you mean another disc? No, if we were on Jupiter, an, a disc? No, 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 no. Really, seriously? No, seriously? No, seriously? <laughs> I love how John's like seriously. No, really, really. If we were on Jupiter, but the gravity. You was the who same. is asking me? Like, okay, go on. Sorry. If you were on a bigger planet, uh huh, would the horizon look further away? I think it would. Oh. Because sure. I think we look, we can see about seven miles because the Earth starts to curve well, away. Well, but see, Jupiter's a gas giant, so we would keep, just fall through. Yeah, what I'm through. trying to say is, if we were on a fall planet through. that was like Jupiter, but it was solid and it was it was really solid as a rock. It was solid as a rock, but it was maybe it was empty, so it was not so dense, so that we wouldn't be crushed. Well, you saw by the th- gravity. You saw the last Thor, right? Like, yeah. That little, that tiny little planet they were on. Yeah, did, did, I didn't see no horizon. It just seemed like a curve, you know. It was just like. Well, that was the hori- that's the horizon yeah, okay. because it's yeah, just yeah. it's just right there. Yeah, it's, it's right like, there. So that so you what you're saying you're answering my question. Yeah, the screaming goats, the best thing ever. Yeah, that's Walt Walter Simonson is responsible oh, Walt for Simonson. that. Nice. Walt Simonson took. Thor, uh-huh. and I didn't read them, but I saw that I I heard about it. And he created Beta Ray Bill and mm. a whole twisted. See, like, I don't I don't understand Beta Ray Bill. Well, the, I I think, and I I the, please everybody correct us if we're wrong, but Him, I think correct John, correct me. But I think the idea was that well, you have gods for humans, and obviously you're going to have gods for other aliens, and there's going to have the same so pantheon. Is it goat god? No, Beta Ray Bill was like a, an alien god, and he looked oh. sort of like, um, what did he look like? A he kind of looked like a goat. Yeah. But he wasn't a screaming goat. But it was during that period when Simonson... Uh, was doing a lot of acid. Was just, yeah, he was doing some really weird, fun stuff with Thor. And, uh, and I love get, it. I love it. It was, yeah. it was great. And I, that clearly informed Ragnarok, you know. And Ragnarok is just a very inventive film of uh, Yeah, well, non- that's nonsense. also Planet Hulk, which was... Which was oh, Greg uh, Pak. Greg, Greg Pak, uh, who was in the Purple Crayon. Yeah, uh, he lived down the hall for me in college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah, um, he's, he's uh, quite a writer. He's done some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, Planet um, Hulk is awesome. Yep. 
And uh, there's something else I, I, I was thinking about that I wanted to mention was just, you know, Captain America, Captain America kind of in the comic books suffers from the sort of the Superman problem in which he's he's always right and righteous and, and really doesn't have very much conflict. Which is why those comics get so boring. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and uh, but but there was a period of time, and I I actually bought this issue, and it was like in 1976, where it was after Watergate and after the fall of Saigon and and the oil crisis and the general feeling of of uh, the America is going in the right direction and all this stuff, and and Captain America put aside his uh, Captain America costume and and was nomad for a little bit. For sh- like, I love it for about three epi- three uh, issues, yeah. and then he realized that the United States needed a symbol, and he right, put right, his right. costume back on. But I think there was a little detail in there where he had a cape as Nomad, and he tripped over it, and he thought that's that's that doesn't work. That's not good. Capes are dumb. Capes are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that that whole time of. That's when the Bad News Bears came out, you know, mm-hmm. that era. And the Bad News Bears is great because it's about a team that loses. Yeah. And we lost the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's nothing... Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time because it's about camaraderie, it's about unity, and it's about how it's... You can have that without winning. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then after that, then you get Rocky. Uh, Rocky two. Rocky yeah. one, Rocky, he loses. Rocky one, he loses. Rocky two, on up, he kicks fucking ass. I was thinking about showing Rocky one in my uh, class. I think you should show the Bad News Bears. Oh, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. It's such a, it's it's it is a microcosm of America of that time. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's really good. It's I mean because it's it's definitely in that sort of New Hollywood era. You know, it's not. And Walter Matthau's so great. Walter Matthau's great. He's. Sharing beer with these kids—they're not drinking it, but they're right. like they're—they're they're playing with it, you know. Yeah, they're throwing it around, and yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, and they do a lot of things that you never see in movies again. So subversive, without—it's it, not just—it's not like gross-out humor. It's right. subversive in a very thoughtful way. Yeah. Doesn't so the the kid, the, the redheaded kid, smoke cigarettes and stuff? Uh, Kelly Leak, yeah, yeah, and not—he wasn't red-headed but anyhow he became auburn uh, auburn yeah auburn. <laughs> he he ended up being rorschach you know right yeah which yeah is pretty awesome. talk about subversive yeah so i guess that sense of subversive humor or, or humor in um in times that are hard like we during i i think humor reflects the sort of social climate you know and mm-hmm. or in political climate as well where and I feel like we're at a really stale point right now because mm. uh, there's a lot of uh, cancel culture. I, I don't like. I mean, that's a weird term, but there are a lot of like a lot of the Dave Chappelle's who who get barred from doing a show because you're doing transphobic humor, which I'm fine with. I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. I don't want to see transphobic comedy. Um, but um, and then I, like the Daily Show, I think is has lost a step I, I, I like Trevor Noah but it's not as biting and uh, um, sharp as, as it was in the 90s and, and early 2000s hmm. um, uh, I, I, I should say 2000s 
Um, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Well, I, I watched it today and it was like, all right, you're, you're hitting all the right notes that are the hallmark of, of the, that format, but I'm not feeling it the, the same way. Of like, I just watched it. I used to, I, like a, a couple of years ago, I, I got all my political news from, uh, from watching, uh, the, you know, those things on, yeah. on YouTube. And I, but I haven't done it in a while, but I just watched Seth Meyers oh. from a week ago. Now he's really good. So, so that is where I get my sort of wicked, like biting comedy. Is a closer look. He does three yeah. of those a, a week or two or three a week when he's on, and and I, I find them really sharp and thoughtful and empathetic and and like yeah. you know, they're, they're very well done. Yeah, and they're very funny. Very funny. So and it's free. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. And also, uh, I like his corrections. Uh, he mm-hmm. does that on and the end of the week and that is one of my favorite things to look forward is, to is amber ruffin still on the show uh sh- i think she's still a writer but i think her sh- I, I don't know if her show is still around but i, I gotta so check funny. out her show a lot of her show a lot some of her show didn't quite work but a lot yeah. of it was really good she's yeah. brilliant she's so funny uh and it's so funny like you know they they were all um improvers improv performers in amsterdam yeah seth meyer's uh, Amber Ruffin, um, Jordan Peele was part of that group. Yeah, and and uh, um, Brandon, uh, uh, yeah. Brandon Hunt, Brandon, Brandon Hunt, Hunt, who's, who's on, on. Um, uh, Ted Lasso, and, yeah. and 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 what's his name? Ted Lasso was on it too. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like such a uh, that's a really special group of of performers that were Boom there. Chicago, is Boom Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was in Amsterdam. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, and. A friend or, or uh, someone I was I knew uh, doing improv, she was there at the same time, mm-hmm. and she was just said it was so weird to see like your face on a bus, you know, mm-hmm. and like you're doing improv in front of eight hundred people. Wow! And like, how weird is that? Like, I I think the most I've ever done is like twelve people. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and there were like fourteen of us on stage, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it's it is a really interesting time mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I wonder if it's still around boom chicago yeah. i have no idea we'll, we'll never know we'll never know so anyhow um so i think you're that's a really good thing that that was w- what i was going to say where i get sort of my uh my dose of of like sharp wit um socially from seth myers from seth myers yeah, yeah. For sure, I think that uh, closer look is is really great. Uh, I, I find Stephen Colbert a little stale. I find Jim, uh-huh. I, as much as I like him and I like Jimmy Kimmel, but I find that a little bit, you know, just a little soft. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I thinking about it, like I I really liked um, who's the Scottish guy who was on the the Late Show before. I, I know who you're talking about. Before the chubby, before James Corden. Anyway, Craig Craig Kilborn, Craig Ferguson, Craig Ferguson. So Craig, thank you. So Craig Ferguson and and uh, and Seth Meyers, they both write a really tight monologue. And Jimmy Kimmel is a funny guy who does a lot of take. He's sort of like uh, late um, uh, Johnny Carson, who would make like 
three jokes and then milk another five minutes yeah, by yeah. doing takes Stunts about and, well yeah. not well just oh, sort uh-huh. of making fun of the fact that the joke didn't work. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 Jay Leno, who's just like lame dad joke after Who? lame, yeah. Who's, <laughs> I mean, and but I, Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers is tight and and really well written. Yes, and he brings stuff back around. And I thought Craig Ferguson's monologues, some of them were just fucking little plays. They yeah. were brilliant. And I love Conan O'Brien, but he's not topical. And I like things that are topical because I, I'm trying to make sense of yeah. the nonsense that's around me. Yeah, you know? and I, I think Seth Meyers does a great job of doing that. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has a point of view. He's absolutely a liberal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and, I don't think he's uh, he masks that at no, all. No, not at but all. He, but he it's makes, also really easy to make fun of these Republicans. They're just so unbelievably full of shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the fact that there are very few funny comedians who are, you know, Crazy right winger, wingers, you know. I um, there's a few. Dennis Miller. Well, he stopped being funny. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Um, but uh, I guess you could say there's there's people who I don't know. I don't, yeah, I I don't like to characterize. But but you're right. I, I no like I would. <laughs> I disagree, be, but you're right. I, I would love to be wrong. Can I have more su- some more Cheetos. You, you mind if I eat those Cheetos? Yeah, I eat those Flaming Hots. Man. All right, so with that in mind, you you, you eat those. Uh, try to keep your mouth off the mic, and I'll, I'm going to... Why? People, people love it. Uh, by people, do you mean sadists who know that it's piss, pissing other people off? Yeah. All right. This is my Nick, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. Um, and see, I wouldn't... S- Bill Burr is... He's anti-establishment, but I wouldn't say he's liberal or right-wing. You know, I mean, he's just—he's just like a—he's he, a, a pot stirrer, I would say. Okay. And what would you say? I would say I haven't seen enough of his comedy to know, but he right. comes across as a self-satisfied asshole. Oh, I think he's funny. Okay. Yeah, I think he's funny. Uh, let let us know. We're gonna dip into the oh, mail damn sack. It, damn it! Mail sack. Oh, really mail sack. Come on, get my hands that mail sack. I can listen to you. No, this is for everyone. This is a great song. Except for that last bit. Uh, yeah, that was great. Great. These, these are hot. Yeah. Do you want some Cheez Its? No, go ahead. I'm fine. Okay. So. Oh my um, god. These are so hot. Anyhow. Um, what was I? You were gonna read something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just want to watch me sweat now that I've dipped into these hot things that I never eat. see you sweat. Ryan writes in. Hi, Ryan. It says, "Uh, it hey." That's a good. That's good. That's a good start. It hey. Yeah. Just listened to the July nineteenth podcast. Heard you mention watching the bear. That doesn't happen to be this one does it and he includes a, an image here uh if so that's an interesting coincidence i grew up in the hometown of john oliver kerwood the author of the book that the movie that this movie is was based on there's even a little cool castle that he built which is now a small museum uh you know how towns always have their annual festival uh you guessed it ours was the kerwood festival after james oliver Kerwood. Thanks for the nostalgia trip, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's not what we were, what we were talking about. We were talking about the um, the movie, uh, the, the 
TV show on FX. Called uh, The Bear. Called The Bear. Which is about a restaurant. Yes. Uh, and For, and you don't, know, you, you don't know why it's called The Bear until the very end. Oh, well, the guy's name is... is, is yeah, it's his, it's his nickname, but you hear that after like seven episodes. Yeah. And then, did you watch it till the end? No. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you what happens at the end. Okay. There's a sign that says, The Bear Coming Soon. It's a new restaurant name. Cool. I love it. That's like Francis Ha. Have you ever seen Francis Ha? No. Oh, it's Is that a real a thing? Movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie it, um, with Greta Gerwig. She co-wrote it and... Uh, um, she in it? Yeah, she's in it. Her husband directed it, uh-huh. and um, it's a great. She got out from under his thumb. It's a. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She she has established herself as a very talented director. She's yeah. directing the next Barbie, the first yeah, Barbie. I've heard some weird things about that movie. Yeah, I, I I'm not. Uh, I I'm dubious about uh, the the everything. Everything. I'm dubious about everything, yeah. but. Um, that movie is great, and you realize at the end why it's called Francis Ha. And it's not a huge reveal, but it's it's cute. So, what is this movie that Ryan is it? Ryan Ryan is talking about yeah. the bear. The bear. I, I'm gonna have to look it up. Is it a movie? I, 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 he, that, from what I can um, glean from the email, and I don't know if Ryan is a he or a she or a they, but um, why don't we just call them Ryan? All right. So anyhow, Ryan says that uh, there is a book ba- written by James Oliver Kerwood uh-huh. called The Bear that was adapted into a movie. So, did you ever read Shardick by Richard Adams? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not, no. Yeah. But Richard Adams did um, Watership Down. Watership Down. The, the, and the, I think, Clan I of think, the Cave Bear. No, he, no, he no? didn't. Who did Clan of the Cave Bear? Some, uh, so a, a woman, and it was a completely different person. Oh. And it's a Clan of the Cave Bar is prehistoric porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. It's very, yeah. very but, um But he did sh- Shardick, Shardick and Plague Dogs. Oh, Plague Dogs. Plague Dogs, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's almost the same as Clan of the Cave Bear. Oh, really? No, not at all. Not not even remotely connected in any way. Okay. Plague Dogs is about two dogs who escape from a... Um, a, a, a biological... Biological facility. Facility, yeah. And it's from their point of view. Uh, I, I think that Watership Down might be the most depressing... Um, book ever about bunnies? It, it, it might be the most dis- depressing um, move, animated movie about bunnies. Or no, most disturbing animated movie about bunnies. Yeah. I remember seeing it. So like Watership Down is about bunnies and they ravage, or they they rip each other apart in mm-hmm. parts. And, and so I, it came out in like 79, I think. Yeah. And I was like an 11-year-old, like seeing an animated movie about bunnies. And you're like, oh, shit, this dog is killing these bunnies. Yeah. Or these bunnies are killing these other bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just fucking each other up. Yeah. And like, it was really disturbing. Yeah. No, it's it's a disturbing, it's a very disturbing book. But it's a beautifully done animated movie and a very famous book. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 don't don't think that Watership Down is like some like folksy like fun like no you know uh, bunnies like in the field just hanging out. It's it's about what it's about is about a group of uh, bunnies, uh, rabbits that leave the warren and in a kind of a a quest f- led by a psychotic uh, bunny, 
Um, and the leader is following this this bunny who, you know, is nuts. If I, I mean, am, am I? Is that oh, wrong? Oh, you know what? Am I going to be canceled? Now? Yes, you're going to be canceled. So uh, this deluded. Why, you can say deluded. No, he's but he has visions. He's he like that's delusional. Yes, but they come true. Oh, and, and so prophetic. The what? The uh, yeah, he's prophetic, and he has a group of rabbits that follow him, and they have to get to some other place because the the place that they live is going to basically be torn up by humans. And so they go to another um, warren, and they, they this warren is like run is, is a cult, and and it's very very strange and and it surreal has a, and a creepy. mythological feel to it. Yeah, and also there there's some mythological like animation in there too, as, as in the movie, um, you know, because they're talking about the history of the the, the bunnies, and it's a it's a really interesting uh, movie and book. Uh, yeah, Richard Adams, Plague Dogs. Um, what the, there was another, there was a comic book uh, about a robot, like a dog that had been operated on. Um, uh, shoot, if you know it, uh, tweet in. Um, the Bear is this movie wait, about wait, a bear. Wait, wait. Sorry. Uh, it's a it's a, a cat and a dog, and they're, they both are like the cyborgized cat and dog and they they go on this journey and it made me think of plague the dogs. incredible journey made me think of plague dogs but yeah. go, on, go on um the bear the bear is oh i think it's there's no dialogue in in the bear it's jean jacques on no movie um and it's uh it's a good movie orphan bear cub hooks up with an adult male and uh they try to and uh, is that avoid. the one that's based on the novel yeah yeah and it's it's uh it's it's it was a good movie it's from the 80s and, uh, no, it yeah, was it was in the ninety eight. Uh, was it eighty eight? Oh my god! Because yeah. they had a, a re, it's a real bear. I mean, there are no yeah Bart the bear CGs. Yeah, Bart the bear. Right. It's like the only only tame grizzly bear like ever. Bart. He was in a couple other movies. Okay, uh, it's We Three by Grant Morrison. Is the the Grant uh, Morrison? Yeah, Grant Morrison. It's a it's a really uh, disturbing graphic novel. Um, or I guess it was a three episode. Um, three issue comic, uh, but it's it's really good. Um, yeah, I I like. There's some been some great uh, comic books about animals. Mm -hmm. um, there's one I, I talked about it on the podcast before, so you're, you're, you're gonna have to listen to it because uh, listen back to the the entire catalog because I don't know when it was, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was about a bunch of dogs who live in a serial killer's house. And, oh, nice! And then they realize that they're and and they have a very short memory because oh, cool. like dogs do, and it's it's so clever and and sad and oh, so good. Um, yeah, so you can do a, a Google search based on all those search terms. Uh, so with the mail sack, uh, thank you, Ryan, for that. Um, yeah, thanks for reminding me of the bear. Yeah. Yeah, Jean-Jacques Arnaud. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never saw that because I was like, I like dialogue. No, it was good. I saw I it. I like dialogue. It was a good book. Like it dialogue. was a good uh, good movie. All right. um, oh, my God. Humphrey is snoring up a storm. Um, Steve Owens. Oh, no. A serial. Speaking of serial killers from Steve Texas. Steve Owens. And I believe this. The, 
Comic was it a book? was it a comic book know. about Steve Owens' dogs? I, I it, yeah. yeah, Steve. He said, "Hi, kids. I just Hi. wanted to drop I, it." A when line. he says "kids," it sounds so creepy. I know. Yeah, like, and he, it's like he said, "Young girl, yeah. get out of my mind." Yeah, like it's your I, responsibility. I get just, out of my mind. I just wanted it's your fault. <laughs> right, that's really funny. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm just sitting here, I'm just sitting here, and, and you're, you're just, in my mind, yeah, young girl. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to drop a line to remind you to listen to the newest episode of what? What's it called? Fantastic trashy, 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 trashy. Happy one hundredth episode. Oh yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. Oh wait, it's a, it's actually a thing. Yeah, it's one hundred. I, no, I had no idea. One hundred episodes. Wow. Congrats, yeah. Cassandra. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. Some, it's, save some funny for us. No, she's not. She leaves it all there. She comes in here and she looks at us and says, you guys are old. Uh, Noah, who's our emo uh, musician listener in the Midwest. So you just like compartmentalizing people right and left now, Marty? I'm trying to give you clues. Context? Context. (laughs) You know that I'm going to forget what you just said a minute ago, right now. (laughs) So this person... See, I... I, uh, (laughs) I'm not prejudiced that way because I can't remember. Uh, I apologize in advance for the long email, but take the content when you can get it. If you have other emails, okay. oh, that, thank All right. you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take gonna, a nap. I'm going to go through <laughs> this. I I, sh- I should have. Um, well, no, just go ahead and read it. No, you can it's just stop. It's you... quite long. But anyway, well, what, okay. what else we got to do? Apparently, I have a very unpopular opinion regarding RRR. Okay. The, on Netflix, the the um, unpopular tele- opinion. I can't wait Telugu to hear it. Telugu film. Did you see yeah. it yet? Uh, no. No, I God, literally have Marty. no idea why Come people on. like this movie. Within the first 30 minutes, I figured out the entire plot, and I just sat there bored out of my mind seeing the plot fulfill itself. Mm-hmm. This movie is not um, is just not for for me at all. Did, I you, did, you, did you spend the rest of like three hours? Wait, are you asking me? Him. Oh, but why are you saying it to me and interrupting me? I don't know. Does <laughs> it seem like the thing to do? No, go ahead. Did I will be... I will be Noah. You're gonna well. You have enough information yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So the, my question is, if you knew it was going to happen, did you then sit there and watch it to find out if you were right? Uh, yes, okay. I did. I did. And okay, I was right. Okay, this is shit. And I and I watched it a second time and a <laughs> Just third to confirm. time. Confirm. And yes, I w- it, it it only polarized me that much more. Okay, I am Noah. Hear okay. me roar. Okay. Um. I hate most musicals. Well, there's your problem. If you don't like musicals, like musicals require um, a suspension of disbelief, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, unless... Have you seen Fame? Have you ever seen anybody break into song randomly in the, in middle the real of world? Downtown Manhattan, you know, or whatever, wherever that high yeah, school is? I think it's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, but. Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, so the dance scenes and musics were just cringy and lame. Yeah. Indian pop music in general is trash. Uh-huh. Okay, well, there's another problem because okay. there are a billion Indian people who agree who um, I don't think have a different all of the population of India would disagree with that. And you just you're just generalizing no, no. like crazy. Uh, I, no, Marie. I'm saying a billion people on top of the Indian. Population. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, the action was just straight up bad, except for except for a couple of fight scenes, okay. but nothing um, to really praise. I assumed people really liked this movie because it was unapolog- 
unapologetically bad, hmm. and that's why it was entertaining, a so bad it's good kind of thing. Nope, just a bad movie with all the money on production value. I genuinely got pissed off while watching it because it was so boring. I mean, three hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally I don't really you. disagree with what he's saying, except... Uh, that I disagree with what he's saying. One thing people bring up, which I also brought up, is that uh, animals are CGI as if they aren't obviously fake. It what? had jarringly bad CGI at times. Other times it was passable. John uh, shits on Marvel. John shits on Marvel all the time. I do. I. That's amazing. I, I created a, a gap there just because I knew he was going to say that. I know not all MCU MCU movies are equal. Yet um, says this movie is good. Unbelievable. I'm genuinely mad. I wasted three hours on this shit. Wow. Times three, so nine hours on this shit. Yeah, sorry. I had more fun watch, re-watching Captain Marvel or Iron Man 3 again, both of which are trash movies in their own right. Iron Man 3 I really liked. It's a Shane Black movie, you know? Uh-huh. It's, uh, I, I like that one. That's one of my better, more favorite ones. Sounds like Smog the Dragon is sleeping know, in your... I know, but he's <laughs> this little... 12 pound dog really is that really goodness gracious he's got yeah. a tesseract inside of him i know um i know no one agrees with me and they're wrong <laughs> welcome um, to my world i know no uh, this is this is the this is the, the 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 motif of our podcast yeah i know no one agrees with me but you're wrong right yeah uh and that's very funny uh but while we're here i rewatched captain marvel and that movie is a complete failure what? People had me thinking I misjudged this movie, so I rewatched it. It was worse than I remember. My well, notes. Which one? Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Carol Danvers. So did he watch Ms. Marvel and liked it, or did he no, watch he, Captain he's Marvel? He's talking about Captain Marvel. Okay, so he hated Captain Marvel. Yeah, there was no character introduction of Carol Danvers. That's the main problem with this movie. It never gives you a reason to like or care about Carol Danvers. <laughs> She's a one-dimension character with no personality. Here's what I will say about that is that there are movies that will, like Forrest Gump, that lead you by the hand from birth to adulthood. And like, and in that case, it might be appropriate. Then there are other movies like John Wick. We never learn about what John Wick, where he comes from. You know all. he likes his dog. Yeah, he likes his dog, but... But we don't get a backstory or a history. So I don't think that that's necessarily... I think this is one of the challenges of a, a screenwriter, of like how you introduce your character. Do you start from birth? Or do you just give him a note? And this is what Save the Cat is about, right? The, the, there's a famous mm. uh, screenwriting book. Where, I haven't read it. I, look, all you need to know is Save the Cat. Okay, you, know? you just got to so Save the Cat. The idea is like... Marty, can I interrupt you in your interruption and ask you to get... Put a pin in this and go back to what Noah was saying, and then we can talk about this. Uh, no. Okay. Because um, <laughs> no, because I'm speaking about something. Okay. But um, yeah, you can uh, like. Oh my god! So you d totally derailed me. But uh, so save the cat is like you. You have a moment where you you show your character doing something like noble and interesting, and and that defines their character. Mm. Which is similar to, but a very a shorthand way of showing their entire upbringing. Okay, so I will now go back to that. So, um, so I, I disagree that that is a flaw. That might they might not have introduced Carol Danvers in a, a reasonable way or a, a, a 
effective way, but I didn't need to know her full introduction. Um, then he goes, I've heard uh, Disney meddled in this movie. It feels heavily edited, especially during the beginning. Well, imagine Disney meddling with a movie. You mean RRR or, or uh, Captain Marvel? No, we're talking Marvel. about Captain Marvel. Okay, I'm sorry. Imagine Disney meddling with a I movie. I can't imagine. Do you think they've ever meddled with a movie mm, before? No, no, no. Right. Sure, sure, they keep their hands off of everything. and It's just, it's just like the 70s over at Disney. Directors can do whatever the heck they want. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, Marvel yeah. movies. It's oh, just yeah. like, no, no. Yeah. You, you know, tell the story you want to tell. Right. Don't, you know, whatever whatever works for you. I mean, Ty White basically said uh, for the latest Thor movie, he just, he proposed every outrageous thing and then they shot down everything until they didn't, you know. And Well, he must have had some really outrageous ideas. No. <laughs> No, you should have seen what the goats were doing originally. Okay, keep on going. Okay. I, this I love this uh, email, Noah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, Noah, I love that you put took the time into this. Uh, this movie insists it take pla- takes place in the '90s, but there's there's some posters and needle drops. Um, it plays no point to the plot. Also, Nick Fury carries this movie, and Carol just says witty shit, and feels like a sidekick NPC in a video game. Yeah. Anything else? No, a bunch. Do you have a thought about that? I I want to take this point by point. Oh, yeah. I I I don't I don't I I think it's not my favorite movie. I think he has some points. Uh, I think that yeah. uh, Brie is it Brie Larson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Brie Larson. Uh, that movie um is carried by her charm. I think She's that, very charming. I think that um the character of Carol Danvers is has a flat affect and it's not really clear what she wants to do. And she, she she basically discovers that she is not at all who she thought she was and that she everything... A, is she a scroll? Uh, no, she, she's a Cree. A Cree, okay. I think. She's uh, yeah. a Cree warrior. Oh, but then at the end, there's a there's some hints that there are scrolls among us. There are scrolls among us. The Cree scroll war was a are huge thing in the Marvel comic universe and from the 70s through the 80s and is now... You know, whatever. But but she was a Cree, and but she was uh, wasn't was she was uh, she was a human who became a Cree, and, yeah, and Jude yeah. Law was was fucking with her, and so she she's basically learning that everything she knows about herself is wrong, and it doesn't really affect her that much. And then she learns that she has superpowers, and it doesn't. But not just superpowers. The most powerful, she's like the most, yeah, she's uh, OP, overpowered yeah, yeah. Uh, character, and yeah. she's. She can destroy everybody else. Um, and uh, basically, all she has to do is sort of say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to destroy I'm going to set my hair on fire and, and fuck and shit up. To, to the degree that she, the, the story goes that she you know, discovers her power in whatever, 92, and then she has to go to the other end of the galaxy because if she was around during the whole build-up to Thanos... None of that stuff would have happened. She would Which have just. Is why Batman and Spider Man are have more movies than Captain Marvel, you know, because those right. are vulnerable characters. Right. Very good know. point. Um, and so uh, I I don't disagree with him. No, I enjoyed. No, I, don't, I, don't I really enjoyed that movie, but I really do. I think that I that's, enjoyed her in it. I enjoyed a lot of it, but yeah. it's a as a story, it's very flawed. It's got and, it's got a pro, it's got a blank spot where the main the protagonist should be. What's the Australian guy's name? The guy who's the scroll? In oh, the, he's uh, Edgar something. 
Edgerton? No. Edgerton? No, no. He's Edgerton? No, no. Bridgeback? No. Uh, the one who was in the You're My Voice broke. Um, I think his name is Edgerton. Ed, no, Edgerton is, Edgerton is the... How is... That's Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's him, right? No, no. but the the other one, the one who's like had the family guy and he's like... Um, he he, he, he was in him? He was in um, Rogue One. He played the, the bad Empire guy in Rogue One. Oh, anyhow. I don't know. Anyhow, he's really great. Uh, I, I, love, I love watching him. Um, the whole non-sequential order of this movie doesn't work. It was If it was chronological, it wouldn't work either because it relies too heavily on f- the flashback reveals. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make any sense? Which part? Well, it, he it, said if it was cr- chronological, it, would, it relies too heavily on the flashback reveals. Well, you're just starting with the flashback reveal. If it, I, I, I think flashback is a good way to tell a story. I'm not sure that I can, I can uh, agree with that. No. This feels like a season finale to a show I never watched, so I'm sitting here with no engagement with the pl- characters or plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. It, it really feels... And this is a, a criticism of a lot of uh, Marvel content. Is like It feels like content. It doesn't feel like a, a, a self-standing a story. story you yeah. know? Um, uh, we get our first real character moment for Danvers. At, Wait, is this the guy who minutes? just a minute ago, uh, was, it, was it you yelling at me in his voice about how I shit on Marvel stuff all the time? Yeah. No, okay. no. That was him saying okay. that. Um, the no doubt needle drop is easily one of the worst of all time. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Goose is pretty cool. Sam Jackson is fun as Nick Fury. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Yeah. Um, Dolores. Does that mean anything to you? No. Oh, it's a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben Mendelsohn is amazing as always. Jude Law is, is believable. Yeah. Believable. He, he, he looks like a gorgeous human being. <laughs> He's a very gorgeous human being. As for where it sits amongst the worst uh, Marvel movies, um, let's see, Invincible Hulk. I don't know if that's a movie. There, there were three Hulk movies before yeah. they, they, they settled on having Bruce Banner be played there was by the Hulk, the Hulk, and there was the Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk, which that that was the one Louis Leterrier, um, with um, what's his name in Ed it, Ed Norton, Ed, Ed Norton, was, Eddie Norton. That was the third one, wasn't it? What well, was the second one? Uh, it was there was Eric Bana, right? Yeah, that was the Hulk, the Ang Lee one. There was only two. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then what was the third? I, don't, I guess I don't know. All right. I guess I, I'm wrong. But I thought Eric Bana was the, the, there was a second uh, maybe, reboot of The Hulk. Maybe. We'll never. We, we can't figure this out. Like, if only I had a machine in okay, the Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. for uh, Invincible Hulk. So I don't know which one Incredible you're talking Hulk. about. Incredible Hulk. So if you're talking about Incredible Hulk, with, that's the one where he's in Brazil, I think. I really enjoyed that one. Which, I, which one was that? The, the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk was the one with uh, with. Well, you're uh, going to tell me because you're looking at Rob uh, with the the Yaley. Rob, the, the you know the, the I, I just said his name. I know you did. Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Teddy Nort. Teddy Norton. Lou Ferrigno. Bill Bixby. Mm-hmm. Bill Bixby. I'm uh, green and mean. You would, you know, I you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh. I love Bill Bixby. All right, let's see. David Banner. They couldn't even call him Bruce Banner in the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, 
then so okay so that was his that was the worst one invincible hulk i don't know which one you're talking about i i i don't know which one he's talking about either but there's the hulk and then there's then there's uh, the, i'm looking at that on the wikipedia i think it's incredible you know. i think it's incredible yeah I think that's the what incredible hulk did you see that one with ed norton for uh, two thousand, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and it's got uh, what's his name, the the English guy in it, you know. Yeah, um, that one English guy. Yeah, who was in? Who's going to be in She Hulk? I think. Oh yeah, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth. Right I thought here. I thought he was he was fun in it, and William the Hurt. Abomination. Yes. Uh, then third is Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the wait a minute, what was the talking second about one? The worst. Uh, oh, so oh, Thor: The Dark World. Uh, oh, okay. because it was genuinely boring. Mm-hmm. I would say I think the first Thor is is worse than the second one. Okay, what do, what do you think? I I don't really first I, Thor. I is don't terrible. really remember. I I don't I don't I don't know. I think Kenneth was, Branagh is a shitty director. Well, yeah, I think I mean, he is. He's made two. made more movies than me. I I thought you know the first the first Thor uh, is not so great, but. Um, it has a lot of fun stuff in it, and Dark World doesn't. Doesn't no. So I don't know. No, no, you you, you have a point. Okay, I take it back. You're right. Um, and I have no. a hard time uh, voting against anything with. Uh, I can't remember anybody's name. Cat Dennings. Yeah, Cat Dennings. I can't really love Cat well, Dennings. She was in Dark World too. So yeah, suck it. She was in Dark World, but what Natalie Portman wasn't. Was she? No. Yeah, she was. Oh, then I have no idea. Okay, shut the fuck up. I'm going to shut up. Okay. So Dark World. And okay, he mi- just said he was going to shut the fuck up. Captain. <laughs> Number four, Iron Man 3. God damn, this movie sucks, but it has Robert Downey Jr. being charming as fuck. So I think it's, I think, you know, it's the one that ends, uh, has the ridiculous finale with all the suits. And you're like, why does he have to be in any of them? Why can't he just the suits do all the fighting? You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. In let's, every fight. Let's let's. Uh, I mean, the, the, everything about that movie is flawed and terrible. But I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You I didn't, you didn't I like it. was halfway through that movie and I, and I thought, why does he have all the, all the suits and what is what Mickey Rourke? Why is he working at all? The Mandarin isn't he? Wait, no, that's no. the second one. Okay. If, no, Mickey the Rourke is in the first Mandarin one. Mandarin thing it? is second just, one. Second one. Just yeah. just annoying as hell. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I just. I like I like the way the Mandarin like in the shorts. Have you seen how? Yeah, yeah. I like that. That that was fun. But Ben King was I could funny. really live without Iron Man three. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, and then f- number five. This is his fifth least favorite Marvel MCU movie. Yeah, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think of Black Widow? I thought Black Widow was a glorious mess of a terrible movie. But did you enjoy it? I. And I was aware that I wasn't enjoying it while I was watching it. I, I, it's a superhero movie with lots of visual spectacle, but pretty oh, much... but bad visual spectacle. There was some bad visual spectacle. I mean, when they were falling out of the sky and it was going on for like 15 minutes and I wasn't... I didn't longer cared what was happening. Um, I thought that... I, I didn't understand... I mean, this is supposed to justify why she killed herself, you know? It's just like... Ugh, ugh. Okay. It was a great character and it was a bad movie. Um. Yeah, Francis Francis Pugh is that her name? I love her. She's great. She's great. And David Harbour. Everybody did a bang up job. I doing mean, his terrible. accent is terrible, but he was so much fun in it. And a lot of great. I mean, it was all the pieces were there. But it just and 
to be fair, this was made during the, the beginning of COVID, and they had a lot of um, restrictions that that made. Is them, that what kept them from writing a good script? No, <laughs> it made. This is what happened to their shitty special effects. Um, oh well, I I wasn't hot, caught up on the shitty special effects. Okay. I was caught up on the the fact that it was a bad story. Uh, fair, fair enough. But I I enjoy it. I I thought you know it. it I think. Listen, I I look at these Marvel movies are good as an eighty million dollar episode of of TV. You know, yeah. Well, I'm the thing is, you you have this expectation, you have these great characters, and you want something to be good, and then and then you know it doesn't live up to your expectations, and so you're disappointed. And the reason that I'm disappointed is because they they've made like what now thirty movies now, and most of them are are really good like like 10 or 15 are like fucking masterpieces and so you know you, even like you talk about these five ones that are that are really bad the five and, and they're decent they're decent movies right. they're, they're not i mean i can think, so, think of so many other dc properties and i mean those five movies are better but are three or four times better than, than Justice any, League. Than, well, than Justice League, but certainly than than any of the uh, the Star Wars prequels, for instance. Okay, yeah. So here's my question, uh, and and I was thinking about it this week. Is like Marvel. Uh, well, I, I have a I have, this is very complicated, but but uh, so much of it is dependent on special effects, and yeah, and. The, they yeah. tried to make Marvel movies in the eighties. The um, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the Fantastic Four that was done by uh, Roger Corman. No, uh, you can watch that on, you on can? YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it's that, I thought terrible. That, I thought that the Justice Department. Had oh maybe maybe they said pulled it, but it was illegal I've, to watch it. I've seen it on YouTube. Um, I know people who worked on it, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a contractual obligation. Yeah, and uh, but. You know, they there was Punisher, there was Captain America, there was, um, I mean, so it wasn't until like Spider Man America, it yeah, there was a, there was an old old Captain oh, America, yeah. yeah, and there um there was an old Punisher, there was um, but it wasn't uh, with Dolph Lundgren, but it wasn't oh, yeah. until Spider Man really that uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man that that's really set everything so exciting into. Motion. Yeah, it, and I mean, people really like the Dark Knight, the original Dark Knight, and and the Superman movies. The Superman movies were good. I thought well, the Dark Knight I, was I'm, terrible. I'm f- speaking specifically of Marvel movies okay. um, because uh, Sam Raimi used digital special effects, mm-hmm. and so we had a 100% digital Spider-Man like yeah. zipping through the air, mm-hmm. and then that set the stage for everything else that followed. So this couldn't. We wouldn't have an an MCU without digital effects. There's also uh, the well, reverse not, is true, which is that the the fact that special effects are that good leads us to have more movies like this because we like that spectacle. Okay. Yes. So, but would there be an MCU without digi- CGI? No. No. No, there would not be, and and it's 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 sort of analogous to. There were a lot of westerns back in for fifty or sixty years, and part of the reason was. And then they invented gunpowder, and they all of a sudden got interesting. <laughs> That's not accurate at all. Um, but part of the reason that there were a lot of westerns is that people liked them, and then the other part of the reason is that there were 
lots of Western resources available to Hollywood because there were lots of um, areas nearby to Los Angeles that looked like the Old West. And they built Old West sets that they could reuse. And now you have uh, the analogous thing is you have a whole bunch of special effects houses that can do... do they have a library of... of- Ten actors yeah. <laughs> that are playing these exactly. in digital, yeah. And then they found uh, in Spain they could do the same thing and shoot westerns there. Sergio Leone, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But so there's also the mythology. So we grew up with the Star Wars mythology. Yeah. What was what predated that? What was the, the cinematic mythology that lived there? Like, like there wasn't anything. There okay. Was, there wasn't anything. An interesting thing is that. There were hardly any sequels. See, I'm asking John because he remembers, because he was like very cognizant. No, I actually, and I, yeah. I actually looked Birth this of up. a Nation. <laughs> there was a, there were hardly any sequels. There wasn't there wasn't a a world. There wasn't this world building idea. Um, the first real time that that happened was um, with uh, the the two guys in what are they called the ink spots. The was it the ink spots? What are they called? The the Inkwells, the whatever it is, J.R. Tolkien and um, Ink Spots is a is a like a band or whatever. They're oh, singers. There the was, Lazy River. Um, yeah, no, exactly. but um, uh, J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis both created multiple books set in fantasy lands. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and there weren't very. There was hardly anything like that kind of world building. There was there was. Uh, 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 Robert Howard did it with with Conan with his Conan yeah. stories but cinematically. So cinematically, cinematically, it was nothing like that. Yeah. So we the first was Star Wars, and then we you know we got the very we rich Star Trek on TV. Okay. Cinematically, we had this world that was very well realized, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I would say even more thoughtful than Gene Roddenberry's. Like, I think his his world was more driven by um, sort of a social like uh, a social goal, you know? Uh, And I think George Lucas just wanted to tell fantastical stories. Right. Well, you did have, he was basing it on um, cinematically. He was basing it on Buck Rogers and, and uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, Yeah. And which which had sort of had a, I mean, a worldview or a world that it was taking place in. Yes, yes. But, but I mean, it was very richly realized and, and mm-hmm. we all bought into it and it became part of our, our um, upbringing, our cultural upbringing. Yeah, and we then, wanted to live in that world. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you had, like, I would say that Harry Potter had a, a bigger impact than uh, Lord of the Rings, those movies. Um, you know, the better or worse, I think that, like... Harry Potter had a huge influence. Like, yeah. You know, we had a, a theme park. We had whatever, the people playing Quidditch, which is now no longer called Quidditch. Right. Um, and, and in college campuses. So, and then now we have the MCU. Quad ball. Yeah, is, is the MCU, does that, does that mythology live up to the same, sta- like, sort of, like, uh, cultural, like, importance as... Um, Harry Potter and Star Wars? Does it have the same cultural importance? I would say yes. I mean, it's it's also based on something that has been being built and was a real project of a whole bunch of creative uh, and somewhat smart people from basically early 60s yeah. all the way through to now. 
Right. But it, yes, yes. And, and those, in, the, in the comic books, when they didn't have any, they didn't have any limitations. But on, I mean, speaking, sim, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'm speaking specifically of the movies. And, but the other thing is like, there have been 30 movies and half a dozen TV shows yeah. based on this one thing. and the, More than and, half a dozen. Uh, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, dozens of TV shows. Right. Uh, and that has definitely had an impact on people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But it's not quite as immersive as Harry Potter. Well, it doesn't it doesn't have that aspect of there's a mirror universe on the other side. It's the thing about the Marvel universe as opposed to like the DC universe. Oh, it takes place in our world. It takes place in our world except oh, that's it a has really good super point. powerful people. Right, right, right. So so there's a lot of aspects of it, you know, that that came along later, uh, you know, with Thor and then with uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and and the oh, um gosh. the other things that are taking place in in outer space like Captain Marvel. And I'm talking about the comic books from my youth more yeah. than the movies. Oh, how much would you love to see a Micronauts movie? Oh my god, I love the Micronauts. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, I love so it. So good. Oh, Look at that yeah. people if you don't know what we're talking about. Um okay, so I realize that we're running out of time and I've got good some Lord. emails to to go through. Okay. Uh, but Noah says uh and my final hot take Iron Man 2 is superior in every way to Iron Man 1. I'm right, you're wrong, just accept it. Okay. Um I don't know. Uh, I, I think he he gave us instructions on that. Okay, okay. I, I think they're both. I think they're both not very good. But uh, that is all. I love the show uh, and listen to every episode as they come out. I will say, if you tell a person, um, what? Oh, he says, if you can tell the person who does the post production to put a fucking compressor on the final track, that would be great. I can't hear what you guys are saying, and a podcast does not to need to be sonically dynamic. Smash the audio like a modern Metallica track, please. I don't know what that means. No. And uh, no, I'm sorry if we led you astray to watching RRR four times. RRR. Um, and uh, I don't really disagree all that much with your take, except I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was great. <laughs> I mean, look at how much like fun that was to dig into. Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was great. Uh, and I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I can still enjoy those movies, right? Yeah. You know? And that that is one thing that's really fun about the Marvel movies. I will stick stick anyone on and just have it in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Miller, yay, Chris! Thank you for emailing. So great to hear from you. Uh, f- good evening, Merps, boys, girls, and all the ships at sea. Uh, Cassandra was busy tonight. She was stuck at work. Um, we love having her here, and and she misses everybody, uh, but me especially. It's weird. It's weird. I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, uh, life has been nutty as hell lately, but last week was an amazing Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh, you went to Comic-Con? Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's based in San Diego. I saw, bought, drank so much. Most importantly, I finally got to meet B on Kevin Smith's podcast. Wow, that's more well, than awesome. me. In which uh, Kevin gave Marty and Nuna a shout out, and it was pretty surreal. Wow. That's, that's is surreal. That I, Maybe I should listen to his podcast. I know. I, I used to live it, listen to his podcasts religiously. They're so much fun. I mean, it, yes, he has what I don't have of like, you know, he can tell a story. I cannot tell a story to save yeah. my life. And, and I, I'm not being falsely humble. I'm just not good at it. No, you're right. <laughs> no, no, I, I seriously, I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm serious. Um, no, 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 I'm no, serious. Really? No, 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 don't, don't try to change my mind, John. Okay, I won't. All right. 
No, no, right. seriously, don't. No, you're right. All right. Come on, John. Okay, I can tell. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, I can't omit meeting Will Wilkins in person who's actually built like a fucking linebacker. I added the fucking. He's every bit as kind, funny, and warm as you'd think. Uh, much love to you, Will Wilkins. Will is great. I've Will, never met him. I've never met him either. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's yeah. great. He's been so... We're not really on the Smartco Internet Radio uh, Network. No. We're just, we're just, we just speaking into the vacuum. Okay. Uh, a small work update. I quit my current job um, for a much more cushy dental job. Ooh. That doesn't make sense. Yes, Cougar. I'll you see quit you... your uh, current job. That's... ...about getting some laughing gas next time Marty allows okay. me on. Finally, I'm working with my friend to get my novel published. Wow. Excellent. And editing a script we're pitching to Tyler Perry's company. That's fantastic. That's great. I need to... Do something creative. I don't know how to do that. Well, well that'll be a, a subject for another episode. Hope everyone is well. Give the dogs belly rubs for me, and I'll see you. Oh, okay. Well, you can't, you can't say that. Uh, Evan says, hey, Marty and John. Hi. Where do you, each of you stand on the spectrum of keeping healthy? Do you exercise or limit uh, uh, li- or eliminate junk food and drinking? Oh, <laughs> I've got a glass of wine in front of me. Or do you just enjoy life? Uh, was there a turning point for you one way or the other? I have to admit, I live on the junkier side, but I'm looking for inspiration getting older and my cholesterol is too darn high. Lots of love from Mr. Evan Cardi in Sacktown, California. That's Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, Formerly I of Roseville. Should I answer that question? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, so uh, I recently, um, I've, I've been very, very uh, fit. And I've been very, very not fit. I've, I've seen you in, in both situations. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, I'm eating very well. I'm actually doing Noom, which I, I, I recommend. It's just, So this is an app? It's an app, and, and, and basically, it, it has a little kind of motivational aspect where you get a Noom coin if you weigh yourself and you, you log all your food. So and you, it gamifies healthy living. Just a little bit. Um, Which I don't have a problem with. I, no? I, I, that's how I do a lot of things. So it doesn't tell you what to eat, but because I've been basically keeping track of everything that I eat, I'm eating a lot healthier. And um, but I have not been. Uh, I, I, I've actually been exercising more in the past, and lately I have not been exercising because I, I have this very weird. Um, schedule. I have these three different jobs. You work I, so fucking hard, and you do creative things on the side. Like I have, I have a lot of things going on, so I haven't had sort of a regular schedule, and I've used that as an ex- as an excuse to to not exercise. And so I'm, I really need to add exercise because it, it makes me feel a lot better when I exercise. But I'm, I'm, uh, but I highly, you know, if you're quite, uh, and I eliminate eliminate junk junk food. Whenever I have junk food, I eliminate it very soon afterwards. Get it? You vomit? No, I poop. It's a well, poop. that's not that very quickly afterwards. It takes, that takes several it. hours. You know. Okay. Um, I think, okay. So I think Marty eats badly and exercises. So maybe if no, we no, get together. This is not, the, the, actually, that's not 100% true. I ate pretty badly. But there is a, and this is not, uh, it, it's crazy that, like science had to come up with this, but they're like, okay, it's you. Um, it's not just about eating well. It's not just about exercising. You have to do both. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, and that's pretty obvious. But I, I think a lot of us think, oh, I just I exercise so I can eat this Sunday, you know, or I I um, um, 
I skipped a meal, so I don't need to exercise. But you, that the combination of those two things, I think, is very, very uh, protective and and salubrious and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so I that's what I do. I every day, no matter what, I do exercise. Just even if it's a very, very short amount. Uh, so tomorrow I have a seven a.m. meeting, so I set my alarm for five thirty, and I what? take. Yeah, because I take the dogs out early, and five, then five thirty. Yeah, because I got to take the dogs out, oh and my I got God. it. And don't and they look at you like, "What the fuck is so they, early?" They're like, they they take everything, every bit of attention, like it's amazing. You take both of them out. Um, well, I take the blind one out with the big one, and then um, then we go out for a little bit, and then I take the big one out for a run. Mm-hmm. And so we do, it, uh, if it's 5.30, we do a very short run. Mm-hmm. We do like a two-mile run. And then um, and then I, work-wise, I, or, or when I'm sitting, I sit at a desk all day mm-hmm. working. And then I don't eat while I'm there. I just have a big pot of tea and I just sip the tea. And then, but at lunchtime, I eat junk or whatever, but, you know. I, I, I think I limit the time that I eat. So um, when I worked at a, an office mm-hmm. and when I worked at Google uh, or I worked at my last company, like they had these kitchens and they had food and I would just, it was there. So yeah. I ate it. Yeah. But at home, like I'm cheap and I'm, I don't have a lot of time. So I don't get like these pre-made fancy meals that are like sitting there and I don't have like big, vats of chocolate that are just sitting there waiting to be eaten so i don't have the opportunity to eat uh or i i have limited the opportunity to eat poorly yeah um and so that's that has been the difference um because if i worked in an office like if there was food around me i would eat it like literally i would eat my lunch like at my last job they they had lunches brought to us mm-hmm. and then after lunch i would be like well who didn't show up today and I would eat that lunch, you know? I mean, this is like, goes back to when I was a kid. I would just eat everything around me. I would walk up in in second grade. I would walk up and down and be like, are you going to finish that? Are you going to finish that? And this is a running joke with my wife. Like, I would, because I would sit there and I would have like eight pizzas and I would eat them all. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have boundaries in, in my mind. Like, I will eat until... I will, I'm like a goldfish. This this reminds me of the thing you said earlier about not being able to tell a story. <laughs> we will see you never, <laughs> never, John. You're He's, never coming back. Said all the. That's a lot of email we had. Oh uh, no! It was so great. So thank you guys so much for sending. Look, I was answering his. Phone. <laughs> um, so I am going on vacation. I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, so we're going to miss a couple weeks. Uh, if I were good at this podcasting business, I would have a couple f- episodes banked. 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 Holy shit. All right. Uh-huh. This is the amazing thing about Trashy Trashy celebrating the hundredth hundredth episode. Two hundred, yeah, because they've they've basically done it for two years, and they basically only missed for four uh, weeks in that uh, two years. What's your fucking point? 
Oh, just it's it's. I, I, hey, John, why don't you tell us a story? Go ahead, tell us a fucking story. Oh God, I had a good one, but I don't remember. All right, see you next Tuesday. All right, people. Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.